Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan, and I'm working at... An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everyone. Chuck Bonnell, Julia Hayden here on these wonderful October days. Ah. Brought to you, uh, true straight true up. True straight up, the Brought Chuck and Julie by. Show. Brought to you by our new sponsor, Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine. Just go to mountainwestwellness.com. Great, uh, Jack Schaefer can do great things for you like he's and done for us. And he's got a us. special for you, as we told you before. Free, diagnostic one, free, absolutely free. If you say you, you've uh, heard about him on the Chuck and Julie Show. That's right. Also, happytrees.co, full-service tree company. And as always, dendrocentogenics and Dr. Julie McAllen. Um, so we're going to have, as soon as we get him on the phone, um, Martin Maurer. He's the president of the Christian Action Network. I mean, we thought the DOJ and the FBI were out of control with the Russia hoax, with their attacks on Donald Trump. But that's nothing compared to what they're doing to everyday citizens, particularly if you happen to be a conservative Christian person. Um, it, it's like that's open part season. of that, that terrorist network. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, hey, TJ, I think he is calling me if you want to try giving him a call. I'm not if Dr. Martin Maurer, because I don't want to answer the phone live on the air. So maybe try giving him. OK, he's trying now. OK, we'll get him. We're communicating. We're communicating. And then I don't know if you guys saw the hysterical Denver Post story about um, bad faith poll watchers and election judges, um, because it's essentially suggesting that if you're a Republican and you want to be a poll watcher or an election judge, then somehow or another you're an election denier. And I submit this is all a prelude to the Colorado Secretary of State trying to stop Republicans from yes, being poll watchers. Yes, yes. I mean, that's... And, and lesser pay management. Uh, right. And, 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 you know, the Denver Post is just being, again, in the arm of the Democrat Party. So we're going to talk to a couple of great people from Adams County. Anna Ferguson, who is the vice chair of the Adams County Republican Party. And then Marla Brown, they've been working on getting poll watchers and election judges. So I want to talk to them um, about how dangerous we are. We're not. Um, and what's involved We're dangerous if, if the whole idea is that the heart of a poll watcher is to make sure you don't cheat. I mean, that's the whole point of election judges and poll watchers. But you can't believe that that's possible because then you're an election election denier. denier. If you you don't agree that Donald Trump uh, was fairly and reasonably uh, lost. More than half the people in the country think there are issues, including some Democrats. Well, they shouldn't be allowed to be poll watchers or clerks. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of having poll watchers, I mean, by its very nature, that seems to be that why you have poll watchers, right? Because right. people are like, you know. Because people cheat. Yeah, you want to make sure um, that you want to get that right. But in the meantime, though, back to the DOJ. We have with us now Martin Maurer, the president of the Christian Action Network. Um, and Martin, first off, thank you for your time. Welcome to the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, I am glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. So we were talking about how, you, uh, right before you came on, you know, the DOJ and the FBI, we've long chronicled the corruption there with Russia hoax and targeting Donald Trump. But anymore, they're targeting you uh, if you're a conservative and a Christian. I mean, we've seen some just atrocious things happening with Christians. And I know you had written a recent column on it and just wanted to get your thoughts on, on what's going on there. 
Well, you know, I think it's kind of clear at this point that uh, Biden and his DOJ and FBI want to crush any dissenting voices out there that are opposed to, you know, Biden extremism. And uh, they want to make people afraid to actually call themselves a Christian or a conservative or a Trump supporter or, God forbid, a mega supporter. So the whole idea is to drive these people underground. And once you drive them underground, you basically have created a one-party America. That's right. Well, and I think you're right. You know, when you're Donald Trump, um, you know, going after him, which is bad enough, but I mean, he's a billionaire, he's got a lawyers and has the means, but you know, this, this man that the, you know, who was the father of the FBI raided his house and it appears that 10 he, kids, or 10 nine kids, kids. And, and then he's not the only one. Now these are just regular people, right? These people don't have the, the January 6th people. They don't have the means to fight this kind of thing. Um, and so number one, it's, it's a huge D- and, and how they arrest them, we lives. should have probably supplied a, a tape of it. But th- th- yeah. this is full SWAT raid. They're all right. in, in bullet gear. They all have guns. They pointed the machine guns at their the assault rifles at the kids. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I spent some time in Tito's Yugoslavia and, and uh, Spain under Franco. And it wasn't that bad. I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, I've been... Uh president of Christian Action Network for over 30 years now. And before that, I was the editor of uh, Dr. Jerry, Jerry Powell's Moral Majority Report. And it never ceased to amaze me during these 40 years that if someone starts to violate your constitutional rights and liberties, people will say, well, sue them. And people say that so flippantly uh, because they have no idea what it costs to sue anybody. Right. And they don't know now, what they're... Mike Lindell... Yeah, we- yeah, right. Mike Lindell has money to defend himself. Donald Trump has money to defend himself. Most of these, uh, you know, top ech- echelon people that we hear about do. But this poor father out in Pennsylvania, you know, what kind of money does he have? And he's not the only one. Uh, Sharona Bishop out in Colorado, who yeah, the FBI showed up at her home and raid. Right. Yeah, you know, she doesn't have money to defend herself or to get her computer and uh, a cell phone and other electronic equipment back from the FBI that they've held on to for a year now without ever charging her with a crime. And you also have to realize in Colorado, every judge, other than a few that are have retired status, are liberal judges appointed by Democratic governors. Yeah. You have zero chance of saying, well, the government's unfair, the Democrats are being unfair. Um, you have a slightly better chance in, in federal district court, but now most of those or Obama judges or other ones. So people say, well, you can go sue. Yeah, yeah sue to who? Right. Well, first of all, you got to have the money to sue, right? And then right. Uh, what are the chances of you winning uh, when you yeah. have a bunch of liberal judges out there that's going to decide the case? So you right. could be just throwing your money after a bad um, you know, purchase here. Uh, and it, it doesn't surprise me at all. We get lawsuits threatened against us all the time here. And there's always a question of, well, do we defend ourselves? Do we give in? Uh, right. Do we sue back? And that thing is always on the top of your head. Even if you do sue and you are right, you're correct. What right. are the odds that a judge is going to dismiss that law and just rule against you anyway? And then be out these very, very expensive attorney fees. They're not cheap. They run right. anywhere from 250 to $500 an hour or up. Right. Well, I know and you mentioned that, okay, you've been with the Christian Action Network for 30 years. Have you ever seen anything like what's going on now, particularly the attacks against conservatives and Christians? 
I do want to say this, that uh, because people have forgotten about it, and maybe some people's list aren't old enough to even remember it anyway, but Merrick Garland worked for Janet Reno in the 1990s. Uh, he, they were great friends with each other, and we remember her from the Waco, Texas raid. We remember oh, her yeah. from the Ruby Ridge raid. Uh, so this is just a carry forward from, you know, what Merrick Garland was behind in the early 90s to what he's now doing behind as now the Attorney General of the United States. So I guess I can say I have seen it before, uh, but basically at that time they would take on very, uh, I guess, less popular movements to go yeah. after, conservative in the nature of how they were expressing themselves. Uh, but now they're just going after anybody. And right. now they actually have a goal. Before, at that time, they were just trying to shut down, you know, a small section of people. Here, they seem to be going against anybody that has conservative or biblical views. Why are they so threatened, do you think, by Christians and particularly conservative Christians? Uh, because the truth will set you free. That's what's in the Bible, right? And, right. and intuitively, they know that. They know that if we're out there and we can get our truth out there, if we're allowed to be on these forums and to speak, people will listen and the truth will be heard and people will hear that truth. Let me tell you a story. Uh, not too many people uh, are familiar with this anymore anyway, but when I first started with Dr. Jerry Falwell and up into the early stages of uh, forming Christian Action Network, it was easy to get on media interviews, NBC, yeah. you know, Entertainment Tonight, you know, Larry King, whatever. Uh, but then, and I believe it was 1992, when the Republicans took control of both the House and the Senate, well, these liberal medias, when they thought they were interviewing us, they thought they were just poking fun at us. They were putting yeah. us on the air because they knew people out there were laughing at us. Then they uh -huh. found out, hey, these people aren't laughing at them. So now let's not put them on the shows anymore. Let's ban them. Let's you know, right. put them back in the closet. Uh, now, if someone wants to know what Christian Action Network thinks, they will go to a liberal and say, what are these Christian Action Network people up to? So you got a liberal trying to explain to another liberal what evil we're up to. And that's how it's going to be conducted. Well, they seem to be now, here, Here's wow. another interesting thing. Okay. Here's another interesting thing. So when Donald Trump was running... Uh, back in 2016, and the media was giving him interview after interview, and they were thinking they were making him look foolish. Right, I remembered right. in the 90s. I remembered. I said, I told my wife, I said, this is going to backfire in the media just uh, like it did in the 70s and the 80s. People huh. are going to flock to this guy. Just watch and see. And they did. Yeah. Well, and, and you're right. And they seem to forget that, you know, there are a lot of people, Christians and maybe just religious people in this country. And there are a lot of conservatives. I mean, it's like half the country and they they operate out of their bubble. And like you said, and on the other hand, though, what is alarming to me, it's one thing when you just had the media aligned against you and you have the politicians aligned against you. But now what we're seeing and what you were writing about is the, the FBI and the Department of Justice, I mean, you know, now 87,000 new IRS agents, I'm sure, you know, they're going to have their marching orders too. That starts to get, we can't back down, but I mean, that takes it to me to a whole different kind of, different kind of level. That's very, I think, dangerous oh, for it this takes, country. Yeah. You're now throwing the government against you. Now that's, that's, that's not just a small leap from the media being against you or schools being against you or, you know, all these other people, radical leftist groups being against you 
when you get the U.S. government against you, that is up the ante, uh, you know, thousands of times from what these other people could do to you. Uh, well, Google being against me or Facebook being against me is one thing, but the FBI, right. that's entirely different. Yes. Well, here's one of the things that's very concerning. Um, each of these incidents were at abortion clinics, uh, usually people singing or something else. Yeah. Um, the local police came. Um, they dismissed all the charges. They found nothing to prosecute. And now the, the FBI is calling through all protests. Old cases. Year old cases and more. And they go, aha, we can arrest these people. We don't need to be subject to wherever timid uh you know, local prosecutors and judges and stuff will just throw them in the federal court system. Yeah, well, that's what happened to Mark Hawk, right, in Pennsylvania. So here's a father of seven. He goes out every Wednesday to, uh, you know, do some street evangelizing and you know, some sidewalk counseling at two abortion clinics, brings his 12-year-old son along with him many times, and some angry protester is yelling in his son's face, calling his father a bag and other obscenities that we can't mention here. Uh, finally, the father gets upset. What's the defendant's son? Shoves the protester away from his boy. It right. goes to court because the protester accused him of assault. And the Philadelphia court, now this is not, you know, a conservative town here, right? Right. A Philadelphia right. court says, you know, we're dismissing this case. And even after that, the FBI, of all things, my God, the FBI gets involved in a minor shoving incident. Give me right. a break. We know what they're up right. to. Right. Well, yeah, I, I thought it was crazy when the, when the FBI got involved and the, uh, the, the diary of, of Joe Biden's yes. daughter getting stolen, right? right? right. I mean, good right. grief, the FBI, you're involved in a stolen diary? Oh, exactly. The NASCAR one where some guy said, well, that, that like rope looked like a noose. And everybody goes, well, that's just, you know, they died. 12 FBI agents. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, well, what do you find? Yeah. You, oh, go ahead. I, I wasn't talking. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, Chuck and I were on the receiving end a few years ago of cancel culture. And I think one thing I think that I do kind of find sort of a ray of optimism there is they have gone so crazy the left have in the, you know, the media and the cancel culture people, and you can't say or do anything and they want to cancel you, that I think it's having less effect. I think in part, that's why they've escalated it to the FBI and the DOJ. But I think that people, at least I hope that people are looking at that, like this Mark Hawk case and saying, hey, that's just crazy that the FBI is doing that. Um, um, and I think that it's hopefully going to be having less effect. I mean, if their goal is to intimidate people and to keep other people from shutting up, I'm hoping that that won't work. But what do you see there at the Christian Action Network? Oh, I see that, you know, this is going to get worse. You know, yeah, there's public outrage about all this council culture stuff, but it's being ignored by the powers of whatever is in power, whether it's Facebook or Google or the U.S. government or the professors at universities. I read a story just before coming on the air, how the what is it, the Z generation, I guess, out there doesn't like the thumbs up emoji. And now they're lobbying to get, you know, Facebook and all these other social media apps to remove the thumbs up because they think it's rude. They think it's offensive. They can't believe that other people are using a thumbs up. Uh, so, look, it's not going to end. And, and they're going to bow down to them. They always do. 
Yeah. Well, because they're part of them. Yeah. Yeah. They all have the same agenda. Well, what, yeah. how do people fight back? One of the things that I find discouraging is, you know, there's there's George Soros. You've got all these Democrat funded organizations um, that that um, go after people. Right. Um, and then pay to have them defended or pay to have people, you know, sought after. And Republicans, it seems to me, I mean, they've got we've got some the organization that's protecting Jack Phillips, the uh, cake shop baker guy. And maybe out the here. I was going to say, do you guys get involved in that too? Helping people when they're being wrongly prosecuted or, or do you know of places that do where people, you know, conservative Christians can turn to for help? Well, if we're talking about with the FBI, I'm not sure that I know of any Christian legal organization. Well, yes, Thomas More uh, Society is defending uh, Mark Hulk in uh, okay. Pennsylvania, I believe. Uh, okay. There are some out there, but look, you know, these organizations have limited resources as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, these aren't just isolated cases. I mean, these are getting to be thousands of different types of cases around the United States. Uh, and, you know, be, to be able to reach into people who make donations to these legal groups and expect them to cover all these cases, it's not going to happen. Americans just have to be prepared that they're going to have to either stand their ground get arrested, possibly go to jail. They can only put so many people in jail or, you know, uh, give up and, you know, let your life get ruined by the woke crowd out there. But you, well, it's a difficult Stalin choice. But people Mao, are going to have to make that choice. Yeah. Stalin and Mao managed to put a lot of people in jail. And I don't see Joe Biden uh, being much more of a, of a kindly soul uh, than, than some of the more uh, vicious uh, demo, uh, demagogues. Uh, but let me ask you this. I mean, everybody's uh, you know, talking about everybody's talking about the fact that oh yeah, all these pro-abortion women in the suburbs will be flocking to the polls. I would certainly think that if you are a conservative Christian, um, that that you better get to the polls. I mean, you have <laughs> yeah. all the 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 uh, impetus to get the poll and vote the Democrats out. Well, you do, and you know, I'm not buying into these uh, new polling numbers that have come out that are indicating that the Democrats are once again gaining steam uh, because there's pollsters out there, legitimate pollsters out there saying that uh, don't trust them. Don't trust (laughs) their own polls because of the so-called shy Trump uh, supporter out there won't participate in these polls. And they're warning you that you're being misled. Our polls are misleading you into thinking that there's more Democrat support for these candidates than there really are. Yeah. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, there's going to be some Nancy Pelosi types out there. It's going to be highly disappointed come early November when girls. all these girls out there aren't coming to be their salvation at the last moment to keep the House and the Senate. Yeah, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. We, we'll we don't know what that- kind of illegitimate things going to happen between now and then either. Well, exactly. But I think I want to go back to something you said, and because I think there's a great deal of truth in that is, you know, we've got to remember is you kind of face this because you're right, people are going to have to, in some many cases, make choices between shutting up and letting the country be destroyed um, or standing up and and saying, okay, then I'm I'm still going to stand up. I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm not going to be quiet. Um, 
And, and that's not easy to do. That's hard to do. But in the end, though, there are millions and millions of us. And like you said, I guess they could try to put everybody in jail. But at a certain point, you know, I mean, we have to just be like that. If they arrest one, I mean, we still have to continue to stand our ground. And I just think that's a message out there that may not be easy for people to hear. But I think the time for being a silent majority is past because I think that's what they're counting on. And they want that to work. And I think we can't let it work. Well, and it could be the biggest mistake they make, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Rosa Parks incident, you know, where she was yeah. told to give up her seat to a white person in the back of the bus, that was a moment that people could rally behind. Uh, unfortunately, and I say this, uh, I don't know whether it's tongue-in-cheek or not, but the Stonewall riots in New York City is what inspired the homosexual movement to gain strength and power to become what they are to this day. Uh, it's because people are uh, battered down and people see these people being battered down that you start to rally behind them. So it may take a lot of these cases out there before Christians actually have the guts to stand up and say enough is enough. And if you put us in jail, you put us in jail. Hey, the disciples out there, Christ's disciples, you know, they were put in jail, weren't they? Weren't they stabbed? Yeah. Weren't they, you know, executed? Uh, that's what, you know, it, that's the price you pay for being a Christian. You have to read the Bible mm-hmm. and understand uh, Jesus says to expect it, you know, yeah. you should be expecting this coming. It's not That's if good. it will come, it is going to come. So, yeah. you know, get your yeah. hearts ready. And and I really want to blast all those pastors out there around the United States who are not preparing their congregation right. for what they're about to face. Well, they didn't. They're a lot of them, doing it. Some did, but a lot of them didn't do a very good no, job got- during COVID. Nineteen. I mean, uh, they said, "Okay, uh, keep open the bars, keep open the liquor stores, the weed shops, and everything else." But you know, we'll close our church down because we're the real danger. Well, because you're non-essential. You know, just the whole idea to say that a church is non-essential. It's just, uh, you know, right. who thought you would hear that, right? Yeah. You know, uh, it, you don't have to go back a hundred years to think who thought you would hear that. All you have to do is go back thirty years, and you would say who thought you would hear that. But if you go back 30 years, you would also say, who thought you would hear that a boy is really a girl and a girl is really a boy? Who thought right. you would hear that? So things right. are moving fast now at, at the speed of light. Yes, right. And we're not mm-hmm. keeping well, up with it, but we better keep up with it. And I think you're right. And the thing is, is that, and they think that's a good message. That be ready, expect it and be ready. I mean, you know, we have an 11 year old and he's kind of getting that age now where I tell him, hey, you know, you need to think about how you would handle situations before you get in it. Because once you're in it, then, you know, you're in it and, you you know, you, there's peer pressure and things like that. And I think you're right. Christian conservatives um, need to be thinking about this, too, and, and deciding, do I want to stand up? Do I want to put a yard site in my yard? And if I do, what's going to happen? But what happens if I don't? I, and I think, you know, be prepared. And that's really good. In the Bible, they said, expect it. You know, that's one of the greatest gifts I think God gave humankind uh, is the imagination. Because with our imagination, we can put ourselves in situations that aren't real just yet and prepare to handle them. You know, bugs don't have imaginations. Dogs, I can't imagine, have imaginations to prepare their next steps for something like this. But God was able to think ahead and say, hey, people need imaginations out there. They need to be prepared for things that's coming and have a strategy and a plan for when it does. And God wants us to use our imagination and put ourselves in that situation now so we know what our response is going to be before it actually arrives at our doorstep. 
Exactly. Well, listen, Martin, we're going to have to let you go now. You have been wonderful. Can you tell folks a little bit about where can they find out more about you, the Christian Action Network? Where can they, um, you know, read more of your columns and articles? I want to ask your listeners, and I don't know if you're a viewing audience as well, to do me a favor. Uh, We have launched a campaign against CBS because Stephen Colbert a couple weeks ago called called our Lord Jesus Christ a cuck, which is a porn fetish. And I thank you for the public airwaves to defame our Savior with such a horrible slight, if you know what the word actually means, is horrendous. And CBS needs to be accountable for it. We have a petition on our website. I would love for people to sign that goes to CBS, and you can find that at ChristianAction.org. That's ChristianAction.org. You'll find the petition to CBS very easy. Uh, If you want to read my columns, it's at MartinMoyer at Substack.com. Go on and subscribe so that when I write something, you're immediately notified that I have new material up there. All right. We appreciate that. No, that was a great time. We're on Substack too, too, by yeah. the way, everybody. Chuck and Julie. Um, okay. So Martin, thank, thank you. you, Martin. Thank you for your time. Good luck fighting. Yeah. Nobody watches Stephen Colbert anyway anymore, but yeah, yeah good, good, good luck, luck fighting him. That <laughs> All right. Well, Julie and Chuck, thanks for having me on. I appreciate okay. it. Thank you. We appreciate it there. Christian Action um, Network. I think you said ChristianAction.org, and that was Martin Maurer, and it's spelled M-A-W-Y-E-R. Um, why don't I switch? Because I see we have both Anna and Marla with us now. Why don't I talk about, um, you guys have all heard, I mean, we've talked before about um, the Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold, first earlier sent out 30,000 postcards to uh, non-citizens telling them to hurry up and register to vote. And Marshall, Marshall Zollinger, I'll give credit to Channel 9 on this, noted that she had her name on those postcards. Then she had to send out a whole second wave of postcards to people telling them, oh, you incorrectly received a postcard telling you to register to vote. And she did not put her name on those postcards, no, which is which yeah, is kind of funny. <laughs> we, yeah. we have Anna Ferguson. Totally by here. accident. No, it wasn't totally by, by accident. accident. Not at all. And Marla, if you want to go ahead, and I saw you under there too, Marla, and turn on your microphone um, and your camera, if your camera lower ready. Left corner. That right, you that you can on. turn that on. Anna Ferguson is the vice chair of the Adams County Republican Party, and we wanted her and Marla to come on. And, and I'll just read this, Anna, so people know what we're talking about. The Denver Post had this it was hysterical and it would have been, you know, more funny if it weren't so awful, I would say, yeah. where they said basically county clerks across Colorado say they are bracing for a surge of highly motivated election deniers working as poll watchers or election judges. Local, state and federal officials, alongside political experts, have repeatedly debunked claims of election fraud. But some county clerks say they are still seeing an increasing number of bad faith poll watchers and election judges. Like what the frick is a bad faith poll watcher is a bad faith poll watcher. This all went on, by the way, the same day that they were reporting that Jenna Griswold had sent out those 30,000 postcards. So those are good faith voters. Yeah, those are good. Let me just in general, your reaction. And then I want to talk to you guys a little bit about poll watching and election judges. Well, I, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And and none of my poll watchers and I'm sure none of uh, Marla's uh, watchers have any bad faith and they're not looking to do anything illegal. We're just watching. Um, we don't believe that the machines are, are um, uh, you know, foolproof. We think that they are uh, cheating uh, with those machines. And so we could watch to make sure the other things are OK. I mean, we can't get inside the machine to make sure, but. At least we could be there to see the adjudication, the signature verification, the counting, things like that. 
uh, the, at the processing centers and stuff just to uh, make sure. And then we're telling everybody just to wait, don't vote until the day of and go there in person. Don't bring your ballot, leave it at home or in the car. And, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to at least um, lessen the cheat. If, if yeah. well, 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 uh, you know, what, the whole point of a poll watcher, the only reason it was ever invented was so that people could help prevent fraudulent voting. That's the only that, purpose. That's why they it. have it. That's why yeah. they have it. And so to right. say, well, these people and that's are what we're doing. looking out for fraud. No, you're kidding. <laughs> well, and Marla, oh, my gosh, I'm shocked. And Marla, How dare they? And Marla, let me, bring great you, point. let me bring you into this, too. And Marla, also with Adams County Republican and Party. And she does election judges. Right, doing election judges. I mean, your reaction to the Denver Post story that if you're a Republican and you want to be an election judge or a poll watcher, you're a bad, you're a bad faith person. And- Unless you believe exactly. Joe Biden. And Biden yeah. was perfectly elected. If you don't, then then you're election denier and should not be allowed uh, to be an election. Well, when they talk about bad faith um, poll watchers and election judges, I want to know how they decide that or who decides that. How can you tell that's a bad faith person? I don't run across them and I don't I don't interview people to know exactly what their point of view is. It's not going in there to try and find fraud. It's to go in there and do your job. And your job is to make sure the election is done according to the procedures and processes that are in place. Well, it's it's there to prevent fraud. That's, that's, well, that's right. why you're there. <laughs> uh, well, by, by, well, and I think like you said, Marla, it's like if you see something, then you notify. And maybe that's walk through that process. And whichever one of you wants to answer this. So let's first start with a poll watcher, because I think looking at the Denver Post story, we need it's clear we need poll watchers there. So oh, yeah. what, what is a poll watcher? What do you have to do? How do you get qualified, et cetera, et cetera? Basically, you just do the either the secretary of state um, certification. Or now the GOP has their own certification uh, that's been approved. Um, so either one, it, they're interchangeable. You don't have to go to the Secretary of State website. You could just do it through the GOP. And this is uh, a quick you, online thing, right? Where they yep, kind of tell yep. you what you can and can't do. Absolutely. It's simple, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes. You get your certification. Uh, then you get your oath. Um, it gets signed off either by the uh, a candidate or a ballot measure or the county chair. Um, and they appoint you as a poll watcher. And then you just pick when you want to go, where you want to go. And that's it. You just go in and watch. And, and this is on what days and early voting days and election day or all of the above? All of that. All of it. Yep. Yep. And I'm um, encouraging since we don't have a lot, which is unfortunate, um, encouraging them to, you know, go to the to the uh, processing center because that's where all the mail ins go, all the drop box uh, gets dropped off. So. Uh, that's where all, a lot of the action happens because most people, I mean, everybody gets a mail-in ballot. So very few people show up at the polling stations and there's right. 24 so to- polling stations. Okay. So uh, it's ridiculous. And what can you do real briefly? Cause I mean, they're talking about, you're going to be bad faith. I, I mean, I would submit that you could be totally bad faith and you still can't do anything. Right. I mean, what, no. I mean, you're just going to sit there, right? You can't, yes. you can't take pictures. You can't do all kinds of stuff. Right. No, you have to stay uh, back a certain amount. You can't interrupt the process at all. Um, you know, the the workers that uh, Marla um, is in charge of, they'll actually do the work. They'll, they'll right. you know, do the adjudications and the poll watcher will stand behind and just watch. 
or, you know, whatever the process is. And typically you have Democrats, Republicans, candidates, people representing the ballot issues. Any, everybody is there. Well, not everybody, but all kinds of people, right? Well, the oh, candidates sure. and, and those people are not allowed to be poll watchers. Oh, they're not. Okay. No, no. They can only appoint someone to be there on their behalf, but they can't, they can't oh. do the watching. Well, and, and here's another thing, because I think, you know, the, the, the left and the Denver Post just doesn't do anything haphazardly. Um, right now, there are far more Democrat election judges than there are Republicans. I don't know exactly what the number is, but far more. Um, and so this is just kind of like, well, maybe we can we can suppress intimidate uh, Republicans from being uh, agreeing to be poll watchers or agreeing to be election judges. I assume this is a suppression effort that Democrats love to complain about. Yeah. Marla, what do you I think? I think so, too. I, I think so, too. I just got a list this morning from the county and we have approximately 425 election judges in Adams County for the upcoming election. 111 of them are Republicans. 199 of them are Democrats, almost twice as much, many. Wow. And we have 104 unaffiliated. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so we are, we're, you know, two to one here. Well, let me model up. Why don't you explain to folks, too, because we do. We need to get that up because the election judges, what do they do and how does one become an election judge? Well, you have to go to the county and register with the county or sign up with the county and tell them what positions you would like to have, because you will become a county employee as an election worker from then on the county pretty much takes over how this is going to work. And they send you notices of positions and they go through the list and whatever you decide that you would like to do, they try to put you in that position. But if they can't, or if it's filled, then they will go to the second and third choices that you make. Then uh, the training is based on what positions you're going to be placed in and whether you're going to be at the process center, which most of them are, or are you going to be at a polling center, which um, you take care of the things there. And actually what you do as an election um, worker is you work the processes. You work with the ballots, you work with the uh, voters and checking their information. That would be at the polling centers, at the processing center, you're going to handle the ballots, you're going to count the ballots, you're going to process the ballots, do signature um, verifications, and you go through the whole process. And well, that- well, let me let me ask you this and see if either or both of you agree. To me, if I could urge someone, I'd urge them to be, if they want to be an election judge or a poll watcher, I'd urge them to be an election judge. The election judges have a lot more power. They have a lot more, you need them more. The poll washers really are limited in what they can do. And in addition, you actually get paid a little bit <laughs> as an election judge. But we have to get as many, you know, if you, once you fill up the uh, election judges side of the Republic, then you can kind of fill up all the poll ones. But I think we really should emphasize because election judges are the one who compare signatures and do other things. Poll watchers watch and they really can't do much else. Well, poll watchers are extremely important because that's exactly what they do. They're watching the election judges do their job. And if they see any inconsistencies, they report it to the supervisors. So I think it's a 
give and take. Okay. Um, okay, but okay. I, I'll still emphasize we need election judges. Well, I mean, oh, I we have two to one, we do. Uh, two to one Democrats um, over because you report to the superintendent who is a Democrat, um, and and so we badly need election judges. And as I said, what, what, what do they get paid? It's not much, but at least it's something. It's the the minimum 15? wage of fifteen dollars an hour. Fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah. Well, that's better than nothing. I mean, yeah. Let me ask you this, Anna. To me, it seems like that you know, and it's not election deniers, and they talk about political experts. Like what political expert? Oh, some guy been, from the University of Minnesota, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, debunked claims of election fraud. I mean, and they never talk about what fraud you're talking about. But it seems to me, weren't there problems in other states and other jurisdictions where, like, the poll watchers you couldn't see they had stuff up, and I mean, and it's the kind of thing where, like, well, you in see- Adams County, at least according to Ben Nicholas. You know, they're, they're, it said may uh, attend some things and and the uh, the county clerk forbid them. So, yeah, really. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, but I mean, the poll watchers and again, so explain to people and that's why the Post article is so ridiculous. Like I said, even that say you were the utmost conspiracy theorist and denier. It's not like you can do anything. You can't throw your body across the Absolutely. ballot counting machines. You can't like set the place on fire or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? And stop it all. All you can do is watch it and then that's raise right. concern with somebody else so that we don't so, so that that person hopefully if you need to get lawyers involved or whatever right i mean isn't that basic how that works absolutely absolutely we're just there to observe and take notes uh ask questions if we see something that is not making sense to us um you know if a machine automatic you know stops for a while and breaks down for some reason you know you write that stuff down you have to find out why did that happen you know and this is legitimate legitimate questions we're not there to antagonize or threaten anybody Right. Um, and and debunking it, that never even happens. I mean, half of the, the cases never even. The, right. The, it was they were never heard. No one right. ever heard the evidence. They were just completely dismissed. So, I mean, I'm just sick and tired of people saying, oh, you lost all those cases when it's just we it's just it. not not the truth. The case. Let me let um, me give a little pushback on the uh, recommendation that you wait for the day of the election. You come in personally and, you know, you, you go vote by hopefully manually. Um, what poll watchers traditionally did uh, in campaigns that I ran is, is they tell you, they, they would convey back to you who had voted. They'd, they'd be checking off the list. And so you could get your voters. Hey, Bob, you haven't come vote, voted today. You know, oh, I'm so busy. We need you, Bob. Come on. To, all right. All right. All right. I'll do that. When, when Republicans, now I'm not sure Republicans actually ever run a campaign. So it's <laughs> organized organize a campaign. Um, <laughs> But if you wait to the last day, you cannot, you know, two days before call Bob up and say, you promised you'd send that in. And so you're putting in Republicans at a real disadvantage, assuming they had some sort of organization going to try to get their voters to make sure they voted. I, I you know what, it's we can't there's not really much we could do. You know, we we there's try our best you can do. to get everybody can, out. No, but you, you know who voted and didn't vote. Well, so you can tell people and they come, the Democrats come to our door because her daughter is a Democrat and, and they say, you didn't vote yet. Uh, you need to vote. I know Republicans don't do that because they don't know how to campaign most of them. But, but it, 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 if, if, if Republicans ever learn how to campaign, you've got to get your people to vote. And the only way you can do that 
is is maybe it's hard on election day. Yeah. You can Actually, call. That's I mean, a, that's a pretty good idea. But like I like I said, though, we want them to go there the last day. So it would be a kind of difficult to know uh, if the person voted yet, because we're hoping that the Republicans show up the day of. But you can't. And, but, well, but you can't. You can't but, get those right. people who didn't vote because you I waited understand too long that. Yeah. Well, I guess either way, six and one, you know, I guess. Well, and that's, a, sort of a, that's sort of a side issue. And I understand kind of the arguments on both sides. Um, Marla, I wanted to talk to you a little What's bit. Vote on the other side? Um, <laughs> well, because you, you, when everyone, how do I say it? We saw that. Well, never mind. There's a whole other show. We'll get into that in a whole other show. Marla, one of, with the election judges, because I want to make sure people understand this and I want to make sure I understand it. So what happens then usually is you have what a Democrat and a Republican sitting there together, right? You don't just have like a Republican looking at all this stuff or a Democrat looking at all this stuff. You have two two people, one person from each party there. Is that right? Well, that's the way they try to set it up. It depends on how many people they have. If they don't have enough Republicans, they do fill in empty positions with Democrats and um, unaffiliated. So you may have a, a Democrat and unaffiliated together. So that's why, too, then it's important to have Republican election judges because yes, because, yes. because what, what comes out, what that'll kick out. Um, like you said, that'll kick out if there's a question about a signature. Right. Then they mm-hmm. kick it out. And the two sides, because I've seen him do this before when I was a reporter. I mean, at least a demonstration. Right. And you could see and then the two of them look at it and say, well, does it match or doesn't it match that kind of thing? Right now, Jenna Griswold right. says yeah. it gets to count anyway, but. But here's another one. Well, I, well, let me finish this. Why, okay. why having everybody vote on election day has some real drawbacks. So I understand the the impetus. If people assume that overwhelmingly mail in ballots come from um, Democrats and in person voting is Republican, then they're going to have an impetus to kind of allow, allow in everything. Oh no, that signature is great. That signature is great because one side doesn't mail theirs in and the other side does. And so you'll get Democrats who allow anything because they feel like we've already tipped our hands by having everybody show up on election day. Well, they still would verify the signatures. Though. No, no. The way well, it works is you if see, you you see two signatures. If you vote in person, you're not signing the envelope. You don't, there's you know, no but two pe- You compare the signature to their normal oh, one. See. You compare it because you have to sign something to be registered to vote. They compare that signature due to the signature on the ballot, on the mail-in ballot. Now, right. lots of them, I mean, I've had, I've had people call, you know, I've had mine rejected because my signature has varied over years, you know. So what they, if, if all the Democrats are the mail-in ballots and all the Republicans are the in-person ballots, then the Democrats know that they must allow all of the um, <laughs> ballots they possibly can. If they didn't it's know that, little- wait, let me finish that. If they didn't know that, and it was 50-50, they go, I don't know. No, well, well, you okay. still don't know. Even though we're we're encouraging people to go the day of, I, I can guarantee you that the majority probably won't. But enough. That was the case. But, but enough. That's a whole separate show. No, no, don't, don't, don't talk to me. <laughs> uh, if, if, they, if, if they figure 60-40. Then they'll allow everything because if they won't know it's a Republican or Democrat, well, that's but it's sixty percent more chance it is a Democrat. That's that's why with Marla, back to you, we need to we need to make sure that we have at least a Republican sitting there 
with with every Democrat, right? right? right. And so, and again, and so I just want, what I don't, and that's a whole other, we can talk about that for a next show um, on when you should or shouldn't vote. But I think, but I think though, what I don't want people to be worried about, if you're sitting there and you read the Denver Post, and it's like, oh, if I go there, I'm going to be an election denier, and then the FBI is going to be raiding me. I mean, that's what they're hoping for, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. I agree with you there. I think they're just trying to do what they can to discourage you from becoming an yes. either an election judge or a poll watchers. Yes. If you're a Republican, yeah. they, they're, they're painting a picture to the public that, you know, we're going to be biased in anything that we do. And so some of the people may not even want to be a part of this. Right. I also actually, think- I had right a poll watcher did call me today and said, you know, I'm afraid, you know, do, oh. uh, do I want to go to the polling station? Is it going to be safe? You know, what's, you know, what's going to happen? And I said, listen, I don't, I can't tell you what to do. It's completely up to you. I, I'm pretty sure everything's going to be safe. I don't think there's going to be a problem. I said, but if you're, if you're worried, then go to the processing center because people can't just go, walk in to the processing center and try to, you know, harass you or anything because it's inside that building. So but you're right, though. That's exactly what the Denver Post, because, I mean, if you're a Democrat, why on earth? It's like if you're a Democrat, the Denver Post assumes that you're there totally unbiased and in good faith uh, because you just want the right guy to win or whatever. I mean, but if you're a Republican and you show up, you're automatically there in bad faith and county clerks are worried. And what I worry about is they're going to use this because I know, you know, are they going to use this, I fear, to try to prevent Republicans from being poll watchers. I mean, I could mm-hmm. anticipate some sort of legal action being filed saying, no, if you're a Republican, you can't come watch. Well, well, here's one. I mean, you have to understand whether a poll watcher is biased. Of course they're biased. Well, that's that's right. why yes. they have Republicans and Democrats exactly. be the main ones. Yes, you're biased. You're intended to be biased or they would have only independents. So that's they say, well, you're biased. You go, yeah, I know. And so is the Democrat person biased. So you shouldn't be that, afraid that whole- Denver article was biased. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah good point. Really good point. <laughs> well, where can, and this is, a, now we're talking, you guys in Adams County, but every county, oh, same, every county has the same thing going on. And I'm guessing that probably in many of the counties, they have Democrats, once again, have outnumbered the Republicans. Um, where would you encourage people? How do people, if they're like, hey, maybe I could do this? Because, you know, it's not going to take a massive amount of time. It's not like you don't have to divide fractions or anything like that to get their certificate. Um, right. how can people, where should people go to find out about it if they want to get more? Well, in Adams County, they would just email me if they wanted to uh, be a poll watcher. And then they'd email Marla uh, if they wanted to be a judge. Uh, but I think the judges have already been, um, they're pretty set now. Is that I done, Marla? Okay. I think yes, so. pretty much. So that we're, we're still recruiting people to get Republicans on there, but they would be backups in case there was a schedule problem. Well, that, some and, of the judges. I got a, a question from um, Johnny J running for Denver HD five. Um, you know, you indicated the number of poll watchers and and election judges for Adams County. Is there any way that Johnny could or his staff could check about how many judges and poll watchers there are for Denver HD five? Uh, you'd have to go to your clerk and recorder. Okay, yeah. Denver. Just get that information. That's yeah. where it comes yeah. from. And I imagine if anybody is interested in any county, that might be a one-stop shopping. Because if you're an independent, say right, maybe right. you could. You just. I think if you call the county clerk and recorder, 
They Absolutely. can, they can tell you where to go. All right. Well, guys, and you know, and you could work or watch in any County. You don't have to live in the County. Oh, that's the a county, good point. Right. That's a really yeah. good yeah. point. So if there are really other counties point. that have extra Republicans and, and if they want to go to a different County, they certainly can. Oh, that's great. Cause I think I have one that's from Jeffco that okay. wanted to uh, work in Adams. So that's a good thing too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, th- first, Thanks thank so you. Much. I, I've been at the meetings with you guys. I know mm-hmm. how hard you're working to get this done. It's like herding cats under the best <laughs> of circumstances anyway. So appreciate the work you do. Appreciate it, guys. And appreciate you coming on our yeah. show, too. Good yeah. job. Thank you for thank having you. us. All right. Bye-bye. That was Anna Ferguson and Marla Brown. Brown. Um, and again, that just ridiculous Denver poster. And we should talk at a later date. I think we'll... Um, Maybe Friday we can talk about when to vote, when not to vote, because I think there there are good issues. Either they're not way. good issues either way. I understand why the other people when people do it. Chuck, sometimes when people disagree with you, they still have good issues. I'm just saying. Uh, I've never found that to be true. <laughs> I've never found that to be true. Um, I, I promise you, if you, if you're running a campaign, you want to know who votes and hasn't voted. That's far more. Well, you can find that out on election day. They, that's how we it's used to. Too late. We, it's too, no, it's, it's not. That's it's how they the, used to no, do it before we had all mail ballots. Thousands. You've never run a campaign, so so what you're talking about is is ridiculous. I, no, they used to do it before we had all mail ballots. But I mean, they I don't. You have limited time. Well, you yes, have limited time. You have more time now, but I'm just saying it's not impossible. It is almost impossible to reach all those people. I can. I'm telling you, you're giving them as we always do. We don't harvest ballots. Because we think somehow ballot harvesting is illegal. It's not. They made it legal. We don't ballot harvest. We don't poll watch anymore, which is we don't go out and get the people. All the inside baseball stuff, Republicans do zero. They know no inside baseball. No inside baseball. How do you cure a ballot? We had that with a big election in Westminster. None of the people know how to cure a ballot. Um, and you didn't have the money and the people on staff ready to do that. So, okay, well, that okay, that'll be on Friday. We'll be talking about that on Friday. Well, who's going to debate me? Um, well, I can a little bit because I yeah, know. Yeah, good luck. So, oh, 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 oh. Well, this, that gauntlet is thrown down. Uh, yeah, because on this, there is no, there is no question. I mean, lots of things you can be a great articulator for and could crush me. But for this, I promise you, if you're running a campaign, you want as many of your voters to have voted before the day than you do want to go well, down there because the likelihood campaigns can get that together. There no, too. they can't get it together because um, no one tells oh, and them. Dr. Donna, I'm voting on election day in person. Beat me with a wet noodle of wrong. Okay. <laughs> hey, I want to thank you. And Anna and, and Marla, um, and then our Charlene is saying Chuck is right as usual. Charlene, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that we saw with the Susan Beckman case, there are other reasons to maybe not do that I what mean, are they what because she said they were able to see regarding ballot harvesting how many they needed to go i mean if so so they did not remember all the flood of mail-in ballots that came in they're the gonna flood end. them anyway yeah, they're not waiting for you to figure out you know the count number they've already figured out how many i do agree with you we need to but again i would encourage people and whatever don't be just who said good point julie uh, who's that <laughs> Um, I think that um, what they're trying to do, though, the Denver Post is they're trying to discourage Republicans from being involved to automatically assume that if you're a Republican, you're there in bad faith. What's that mean? Okay, what does that mean? I think Marlon, are there bias? Of course they're biased. Well, like I said, exactly, bad faith. You're supposed to be biased. You're supposed to, you know, it's like 
like an attorney for a plaintiff. Well, that's you're, what they you're said. You're biased for the Remember, plaintiff. But they are. I they, know. They criticized Harvey Steinberg for, for, yeah, for, right. for, for throwing a monkey wrench into the prosecution's case against Tina Peters. Yeah. I'm like, that's his job. job. So don't pay any attention to the. You know, or if you read it, just keep in mind where it's coming from. So Friday, we'll continue this discussion. And Casper Stockham is going to come on, too, with Ron Bouchard, a candidate for um, Arapahoe County coroner. He was really interesting the last time we had him on. And an update on the Heidi Ganahl case. That will do it for us on this Wacky Wednesday. Wacky Wednesday, lots of debates. (laughs) We'll see you all on Friday. Friday.